Jesus. Right here in your presence, Lord. That's where we want to be. Glory to God. We thank God today. Wonderful. Welcome again. Welcome again to the Living Water Church here in East Stars, New Jersey. And we celebrate Jesus with you. We thank you for your participation and joining in with us whichever platform you're using. We're just glad that you're with us today. Praise God, I'm Pastor Basin, and we're going to go into the Word of God. But first, we want to um, we'll make this affirmation. You can say it with me, or you can say it after me. It says, I have great worth apart from my performance because Christ gave his life for me. He imparted great value to me and also to you. I am deeply loved. I am fully pleasing. I am totally forgiven. I am accepted, approved, and complete in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's how I feel today. That's, that's not just a feeling. That's how it is. That's the truth. Accepted, approved, and complete in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you have everything you need. Amen. Amen. It's not Jesus plus this. Jesus plus that. No, everything you need is in Jesus. And if you're in him, you're complete too. Amen. Despite how you feel. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We're looking at we're looking at scriptures that talk about Jesus after the resurrection. And we were in chapter 21 of John last week, and we're going to go back there this week. Um, after, so remember when um, the, the guys went fishing? Peter says, I'm going to go fishing, and, and Several of the apostles went with them, okay? And they got on the boat, and of course they didn't catch anything. And then Jesus is on the shore. He shows up on the shore and says, boys, have, have you any food? Have you any meat? Did you catch anything? And no. He said, well, cast the net on the right side. And they actually did what the stranger on the beach told them to do. And when they cast the net, and all these fish came into their net, they realized it was the Lord. And of course, Peter, being um, the spontaneous one, jumps in the water and swims to shore. Leave his boat and the brothers. Right? He swims to shore to see Jesus. Right? And so I, I, I just want to imagine, I want you to imagine with me the joy that Peter has knowing that the Lord is resurrected. You know, he knew that the Lord is resurrected, but seeing the Lord again. Because this is like the third time the Lord appears unto them, right? And imagine the, the joy that he has. And you have to also imagine the little bit of fear that he might be experiencing. Because remember, Peter denied him three times. Jesus told Peter, he said, before the cock crows, in other, in other words, before the morning, sometime by the morning, you're going to deny me three times, right? And Peter went ahead and did that. He did deny Jesus, and that's actually found in, in Luke chapter 22. Matter of fact, we're going to turn to that real quick. Let's look at Luke chapter 22, and then we'll come back to, um, to John. Amen. Okay. I apologize. This thing is playing with me. I'm going to have to replace it. Luke chapter 22, verse 54. This is after, after the Last Supper, after um, they went to the garden to pray, 
and you could have watched with me for an hour, after Jesus is arrested, okay, then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then, the serp then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with them. But he denied it, saying, Woman, you you, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly, this man was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And remember, he remembered the saying of the Lord, and how he said, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and went wept bitterly. Alright? So that's Peter denying Jesus. Then, of course, you know, they have this, what, what I consider a kangaroo court several times, and they bring Jesus to Pilate because the Jews under Roman rule were not allowed to execute anyone. Because they would have done it themselves if they could. But they, they found him guilty. They called them a blasphemer. And they found him guilty, and they took him to, of course they took him to Pilate because the Jews weren't allowed to execute anyone, and that's what they told Pilate. They said, "Well, we're not allowed to kill anybody, you know, um, even though they would commit murder if they could get away with it." Right? When I remember when I talk about the Jews, I'm talking about the leadership, the Sanhedrin, the court, right? Not the regular people. Okay, amen. And not Jews today, and not Jews through history. I'm talking about just that group of leadership during that day. Amen. And so Peter denies him three times. He was bitterly, and he remembers what the Lord said. Now we're going to find ourselves back in, in John 21. So they come back to the shore. They have a fish fry, you know, and then Jesus is talking to Peter in verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said, Yes, Lord, I love you. you know, no, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my lambs. Then he said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. Some translations say, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Now right now, Peter's a little upset, right? And he says, Lord, Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself, you dressed yourself, and walked where you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand, and another will gird you and carry you where you don't want to go. 
This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. Lord have mercy. So Peter, Peter is being restored. He's already forgiven. All right? He's already forgiven. He's already had the grace of Christ, the grace of God on his life. But he's being restored, and he's being openly restored. See, sometimes um, people need to be told that they're okay. You know, sometimes people need to be told that you're forgiven. Sometimes folks need to be told, uh, I'm, I'm going to put you back where you used to be. You know, and there are, there are instances where people can be, re, can be replaced or where people can be restored. All right? Now, Peter was not replaced, but he was restored. And not that he lost his spot, but what happened is he, he, he did what the Lord said he was going to do. And, he, you, know, and you know he repented because he was weeping and you know, carrying on. And so after denying Christ, and the, and the strain and the guilt and the stress of his actions, mm-hmm. all right? And he did it because he was scared, natural. He was afraid because if they took him, and they, they will take me too. Yes. And he was not in the place at this point where he was willing to die for him. But what we know from history and what we know from what Jesus just said to him, Peter was willing. Peter was willing, more than willing, to work for the Lord, to preach for the Lord, to live for the Lord, and do the things the Lord tells him to do, to suffer for him, mm-hmm. and to give his life. Amen. Right? And so here we have Peter. The Lord is just restoring Peter. He's just bringing him back in and says, follow me. In other words, Peter, we're good. You and I are okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes you need to be told that because yeah. when, when you have offended someone, or when someone has offended you, or when someone has cheated you, or when someone has denied you, or when someone has lied on you, when someone has done something to hurt you, right? And and you and you are forgiving that person, right? They need to hear it. They need to hear it. Because you know we can forgive people and they don't even know that they're forgiven. But they need to hear it. Or if you're the one that did the deed, you know, it's good to hear the words that it's okay now. Yes, you did hurt me. Yes, that was terrible, and I felt bad, but but I'm praying, and we're going to get over it, and we can still work together. We can still be in relationship. We can still fellowship. I mean, I may not give you the keys to my car, but, you know, <laughs> but we can, we can work together. We can yeah. still do some things, all right? So anyhow, so that's, that's what's going on in Peter's life. And then after he's fully restored, and he's restored in his own mind, because I imagine, I imagine that Peter would have some questions. You know? Like, when's it gonna happen? I know I cheated him, I know I denied him, I know I did those things, and um and he hasn't said anything to me about it yet. So, you know, I imagine Peter is wondering when's it gonna come, you know? Am I gonna get rebuked? Am I gonna get Demoted, what's going to happen to me? And Jesus answered those by restoring him completely. Yes. Listen, the wine is at the song, Restoration. They say, Restoration is finally, finally come. come. 
be restored back to my place. <laughs> right? And so it's a beautiful song, got nice beat and everything. Amen. And um, but one of the lyrics is, what would I know about being restored if I never lost my place? Yes. You know? And it's not that you lose your place with God, but that you have a perception that you lost. You know, because when we sin, we are out of fellowship. The relationship is still there. You're still a son. You're still a daughter. But the fellowship is broken, you know, because of sin. So if I sin, I'm out of fellowship, but I'm still in relationship. Remember the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son? Um, the son, um, the word prodigal means wasteful living. The son who took all his inheritance and wasted it. His brother accused him of spending it on women and gambling and those kind of things, right? Even though he was separated from his father, he was still his son. Yes. And even though they considered him dead, because that's what separation is, death is separation. Even though he was considered dead, right? When he came back, he was still a son. Even though he had not repented yet, he was still that man's son. And when he came back, that man treated him like a son. He didn't treat him like a sinner, right? He didn't, give, he didn't treat him like one of the servants, like the young man said, um, you know, I'm not worthy to call you son. Make me like, just give me a job. Let me be one of the hands. You know, no, he was, a, he, the sonship was remained, even though he was a disobedient son and a disappointing son. Yes. He was still a son, okay? And so, so what happens is that God, he holds on to the relationship, even though we don't sometimes, right? And he's willing to restore the fellowship. He's willing to bring us back together. And so the fellowship between Jesus and Peter is restored. And with that comes more good news. The good news is that Jesus, that Peter is going to glorify God. The bad news is the way he's going to do it. He says, you, you, you a young man, you young strapping, you strong man, fisherman, doing everything you want to do, speaking out loud, saying what you want to say, being spontaneous, you know, no hold back, nobody holding you back, you just say what's on your mind. Well. That's Peter, y'all. <laughs> right? But one day, you're not going to be able to dress yourself. Mm. And one day, someone's going to take you by the hand and lead you where you do not want to go. And Jesus is telling Peter, this is how you're going to glorify God in your death. And history tells us that Peter gave his life. Yes. History tells us that Peter was crucified. Mm -hmm. And this same Peter says, I'm not worthy to die the same way my Lord died. And so somebody came up with the genius idea of hanging them upside down. Right? And that's how you got that peace sign. I should have showed it to you. But you know what it looks like. Right? And that's how Peter glorified God in his yes. death. Right? And then Peter, you know, being Peter, he asked about other people. <laughs> if you read further down, he asked about John. And in so many words, Jesus said, it's not your business. You know, if I choose, you know, how, you know, if I, if I choose to have them stay here until I return, what is that to you? <laughs> All right. So anyhow, so, so that's, that's, the, that's how Peter was restored. And that's how... Peter knows that he's going to go all the way with the Lord mm -hmm. because the Lord has predicted his old age and his demise. All right. Now I don't I don't want the Lord to predict my demise. <laughs> wow. All right. 
least I don't think so. Right? I want I want to be I want to be able to say I was young and now I'm old and I never saw the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I want that's how I want to see old age, you know. But anyhow, but this is Peter, and we have to understand that God has something for each of us. He knows our beginning. He knows our end. Matter of fact, he knew us before we began. He told Jeremiah, you know, I knew you before you was conceived. You know, you were called, there was a calling on your life before you was even born. Yes. You know, and that's how it's, it's true for all of us too. But we have to trust the Lord no matter what. We have to trust God. Now listen, if you have ever denied Jesus, right, if you've ever done that, or if you've recently done that, or if you denied him, maybe not verbally, but maybe he was denied in our actions, in what we chose to do and what we chose not to do, we may have denied him that way. You know, I want you to know, no matter what you have done, the Lord is able and willing and will always bring you back. Always restores. Yes, he does. He will not deny you. Though we deny him, he won't deny us. Right? You know, when I say that, I mean that he won't refuse you. He won't refuse your return. That's what I mean. But he says, return to me. Even in the Old Testament, he said, return to me, backslider. Come back. Throughout the Old Testament, God is moving his people back. Come back. We study Hosea, the prophet Hosea, in Bible study. And the prophet was told by the Lord, was told by God to marry a harlot, marry a prostitute. And that prostitute and him, that prostitute was going to demonstrate the relationship that God had with his people. And the whole time that she, she was okay for a little while, then she went back out into the world, so to speak went back to her prostitution. And Hosea sent his kids out to talk to her, right? And at some point, he had to go out and buy her back. Yes. He had to buy her back because she was under somebody else's service, right? Because that's the love he had for her, and that's the love that God has for our people, his people in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. He has that kind of love for us. Jesus, what Jesus has done on Calvary he has purchased all of us. All of us. His blood redeems everybody. Yes. His his life shows that you are purchased out of slavery of sin for the purpose of living free. Amen. So now you have a choice. See, before salvation, we didn't have a choice. You are sinning. You are a rape sinner. You're born in sin. You shaped in iniquity. You're a sinner. Your mama was a sinner. Everybody's a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. And you can't help yourself. You behave as good as you want to be, you're still a sinner. Yes. We didn't have a choice. But now that we come to faith in Jesus Christ, those who have come to faith in Jesus Christ have been saved from sin and judgment and condemnation. Right? Saved from sin. And now we choose. We choose to serve the Lord. Or you make the wrong choice, wow. unfortunately. But you choose. You are not a slave to sin, right? We are servants of the Most High, and we choose to serve Him. We choose. We're like the slave that has served his time in the Old Testament, in, in the old ancient days. They slave. It's not like American slavery, though. Nothing like American slavery. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
But slavery in that day was when you had a debt to pay. All right? You know, you had a debt, you can't pay it, so you go in, in that person's service. You become a servant. You become a slave to that person until the debt is paid. Remember um, Philemon and Onesimus? Well, I can't pronounce the name today. Onesius, right? He was a servant of Philemon to pay off a debt, okay? And when the debt is paid, you're free to go. Now, in some cases, what a servant would do, because they love that family, that master so much, they choose to stay there. And what they would do, they would they would um, pierce their ear, put an earring in their ear, yes, right, and represent that they become a, what was known as a bond yes. servant. They're bond to that master or to that household, and they choose to stay there. Okay, now we are bond servants. We choose to serve the Lord. We're not slaves to sin. We choose to serve the Lord. We attach ourselves to Jesus Christ to become His servant. At least we should. Amen. At least we ought to. Amen. To be His servant, and that's that's how. Even though we're sons, even though we're daughters, we're servants of the Most High as well. Amen. 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 So getting back to Peter, this is Peter. Peter is. He's living, he's going to live his best life. Yes. And his best life is not living large, it's not having all the money, not doing all the things he want to do. His best life is doing what the Lord tells him to do and going, doing the things that God leads him to do. If you study in the book of Acts, we see Peter's operation, we see him, we see him minister. You know, we see him going forth. And even when we read 1 Peter and 2 Peter, we see his teaching. Right, and he, he, and this is a fisherman. This is a fisherman, and he he writes and speaks like a learned professor. Mm. And you read First Peter and Second Peter; it's amazing. And even on the day of Pentecost, it is Peter that's going to stand in front of the crowd and preach the word, and thousands of people are going to give their life to Jesus on that day, on that very special day. Amen. Amen. So Peter. Peter is the man. All right. His name means stone. You know the kind of stone that you pick up and throw. All right. Now, there's there's something I want to say here because there's some um, misunderstanding. When when Jesus asked the brothers one day, he said, "Who do people say that I am?" They said, "Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're this one. Some say you're that one." And he says, "Well, who do you say I am?" And Peter stood forth because he's the outspoken one. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yes. And Jesus says, your name is Peter. Right? And upon this rock, I will build my church. Don't ever get confused that God built a church upon Apostle Peter. No. Or anybody. The church is built, he built his church upon the faith the, the truth that he's the Christ, the son of the living God. Not upon Peter, not upon the stone. Upon the rock of that confession, upon the rock of that truth is where the church is built, where we are built on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, not the fact, the truth, that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And some people want to call Peter the first pope. Some want to call him the the um, head of, he wasn't even the head of the, the um, Jerusalem church. 
It was actually James, the brother of Christ. Now, I don't know how it happened, how it came to pass. Um, doesn't matter. Amen? Doesn't matter. So anyhow, so what we're saying here is that Jesus restores. The same God that saves, sanctifies, and fills you with the Holy Spirit restores you, restores the fellowship that you have with him. If you've gone out, if you denied him, if you cheated him, if you committed adultery in the sense, right? And if you avoided him, he's ready to take you back. Yes. You take you back. You got saved just for the asking. And you restore the fellowship just for the asking. You don't have to go through a whole lot of things. You don't have to do a lot of penance and, and different exercises to get back in the fellowship. You just return, return. You just return. You just come back. You know, you confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sins like he's done all the time. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Just like that. That's what we do. We mess up. We, we get out of fellowship. You know, we, we made some mistakes and we come back. The only reason why we can come back is because he brings us back. Yes. And if you need it, he'll bring you back to that. Just for the ask. Amen. Amen. Just like Peter restored and you can be restored, I can be restored, anybody can be restored. Now, we're not saying that you should test this out. Well, you know what? That's cool to know, Pastor. I'm going to go do my thing, and I'll meet y'all back here in a couple of months. No, don't do that. <laughs> the grace of God is not license to sin. Right? Don't do that. Don't, don't, test, don't test this. Right? Because what we have to understand is that because we're sons and daughters, and because God loves us, He chastens, He disciplines those whom we love. Amen. That discipline can be harsh. Uh, he doesn't punish us. Amen. We've been saved from the punishment of sin. But we look at discipline. And there are, and there is, there is, um, we reap what we sow. That's all I say. So if I'm sowing to the flesh, I'm going to reap corruption. You know? But if I sow to the spirit, I'm going to reap life. So, so don't, don't test this out. Don't say, well, because I know I can always be back, because I know I'm a son, because I know he's not going to kick me out completely, I, I'm going to go try a couple things. And, and No, don't do, don't do it. Please don't do that. Don't do that. All right? Don't ruin your testimony just because you didn't get a chance to do some things when you was out in the world. Wow. Don't, don't do that. Be faithful to God. He's faithful to us. Be faithful to him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're gonna we're gonna pray with you right now and ask God for, the, for those people who are out of fellowship with Him that they would just come back to Jesus. You know, we're gonna ask God to do this thing for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord, we thank you because you're faithful. You're all powerful. You're gracious and you're able to do anything that we need, Lord. And for my brothers and sisters who are listening, who are viewing, who may be out of fellowship with you, who may have may consider themselves a backslider, may have denied you in any way, verbally or in our actions. Lord, 
encourage them, Lord. We encourage them to come to you through faith. You promised that you would, if we confess our sins, you'll, you'll save us from our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do it for my brothers and sisters who need it today, Father, in the name of Jesus. And for the man, woman, and the child who has not come to faith to you yet, has not, has not received this great salvation, we ask that you continue to draw them by your spirit. Draw them and woo them, Lord, woo them in. And so he, she can say, I want to be saved too. Let them call upon your name to be saved today. We thank you for what you're doing, Father, even now in Jesus' name. We thank you. Today, saints and friends, if you, if you need salvation, it's yours just for that asking. Jesus Christ has done all the work. He's paid the whole price. He made the salvation prepaid for you and me, where all you have to do is say, Father, I need to be saved. I want Jesus to come into my life. Please forgive me my sins. All right? It's not the words that I repeated. It's the faith that you have. Okay? Because at some point, you know, whosoever calls upon his name shall be saved. Amen? So, so we know that the salvation is ready for you. It's ready. And God will accept you right away. Amen? You don't have to go through initiation. You don't have to go through a lot of penance. You don't have to pay a big bill. You don't have to clean up your act. Just bring yourself to Jesus. I said it before. Whatever you have, just bring it all to Jesus. Problems, troubles, regrets, sins, whatever you have, just bring it all to Jesus with you. And he'll work with you. Yes, he will. He's done it for us. If he could save me and these folks around here and people that call themselves members of Living Water, um, he can save anybody. That's how we are. Amen. You know, we used to be, we used to be um, junkies, whores, and thieves, and liars, and cheaters, and they, you know, and all these other things. We used to be these things. And now we're sons and daughters of the living God. And you can be a son of God, a daughter of God right now, just for the asking. Amen. Amen. We thank you for your time and your attention. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we're grateful. Thank God for the word today. I'm going to ask Pastor Linda to come and she's going to pray with you. Amen. Thank you so much. Is concerned when I thought about the uh, 
interaction between Jesus and Peter, it made me realize and understand that the Lord is concerned about my feelings. Not of, as we say, oh, you know, we all have feelings. But the part of the my feelings in that it affects my relationship with him. And the Bible says that he gives us all things that pertain uh, to life and godliness so that we are not left alone. We're not left to figure it out or fit for ourselves when we're trying to be in relationship and fellowship with the Lord. The, you know, we when we feel like we're just over there, Satan will try to make you think you gotta get this on, you got this way by yourself. You have to figure your way back by yourself. And, um, Maybe I'm just talking to myself, but that's a lie. That's just not true. Because the Lord says, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the earth. He told David, realize, where can I go? Where do I get away from you? If I make, if I, if I make my bed in hell. Behold, even there you are with me. So I don't have to make my way back by myself trying to get through these things by myself. And the res the resurrected Christ was so concerned about Peter's situation because we don't have all the details. All we know is that he, what he did, he did publicly. It's just like so. For us, we think of you know like these evangelists that fall publicly, but they're not the only people that fall publicly. We fall publicly. There's somebody else that knows what I did when I did it. You know, I know, but somebody else knows unless I sin by myself. But the Lord restores you publicly. He demonstrates before people, I love you. And everybody's going, no, I love you. I'm married to you. Publicly, because that's how he's concerned about us. And that's what he did to Peter. So it, it confirmed, it um, affirmed his ministry. Because Peter was a very vocal person. But even the disciples could not call him a hypocrite when he began to do his work for the Lord. Because the devil will call you a hypocrite. You ain't really all that. Because <clears throat> remember what happened? Remember what you did yesterday? And now today, you want to be right. But the word of God says the day you hear my voice. I am a present help 
in the time of trouble. He told Israel, Pastor quoted it, it's just, <clears throat> he told Israel, he said, return to me. Yes. And that come back. Yes. Oh, from your backsliding, because I'm married to you. Now, earlier in that scripture, he said, you did all this kind of stuff, right? And I separated, gave you a certificate of divorcement. But he says, I'm married to you. He talked to Israel and Judah in that scripture. And he said, come back to me. And when you come back, if you read that, we quote this and we probably don't, I don't know, we probably do know it. But that is the same uh, scripture where he says, when you come back and you return to me, I'm going to receive you. And he says, I don't care where you're from. He said, you come back to me. I'll take one from one city, two from one, just come back. He said, and I'm going to give you pastors after my own heart, and they're going to feed you and guide you. So I'm saying to you, it does not matter what you've done, how far you drifted away, um, what the devil keeps holding over your head, making you think you're wearing a banner, you can't pass you never get past go. I don't have to get past go. He picks me up and he carries me past go. He picks me up and walks me over what I can't get through. So I just want to encourage you to return to the God that loves you. And if you've repented for your sins, Rest assured, you are forgiven of your sins. Even if you see it in front of you all over again. So, but I'm forgiven of that. And I'm forgiven of that too. And I'm forgiven of that too. And I'm forgiven of that too. And walk in it. Walk in it. Say it's a nasty, cruel devil. And he will bring stuff you did. He reminds you of stuff you forgot about just to hinder you. Remember when you did that? Like, what? I don't even know if I Is that a true accusation? I don't care what it is, saints. We're forgiven. And I said saints, because Peter was his. He walked with the Lord. Judah and Israel, they were his. And you're his too. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your grace this morning. We thank you for forgiveness of sin this morning. And Lord, we're praying a special prayer this morning for those that are struggling to walk in forgiveness and grace, Lord. We pray, Lord, for those, God, that feel what they did is an inter it leaves an eternal mark or blemish against them for the rest of their lives. We're praying, God, for those that are struggling 
with addictive behavior. God, we pray that they will walk in the truth of your word. That the scales of their eyes will be will fall off and they will see what you have said. That it would resonate in the inner ear and in their mind, God. That we are totally forgiven. When we ask you forgive, you wipe us. You have the ability to clean us every single day. I pray, God, that we would receive restoration. We would receive your unconditional love in the name of Jesus. God, I bind the spirit of legalism of condemnation and guilt that would bind your people and keep us from walking in true freedom and liberty because of your blood and what you've done. I pray, God, that we would um, ingest this word, digest it, and be willing to follow you because you love us and you gave your life so that we can be free from sin and the guilt of sin God thank you because what I did is under the blood and what my sisters and brothers have done is under the blood and our sins are washed I thank you that ministries will come forth in us. What you've commissioned us to do will be realized in us, God. Because we walk in the freedom of sonship. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at Living Water CCC, Cash App, at Living H2O Church or Zell at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.